0: Hello everyone and welcome back to to Hell Hell, Fraser Fraser. and the Awful Neutral podcast. Today, we are going to be celebrating our Valentine's Day special. First off, as part of our Valentine's Day special, I'd like to send a special congratulations to Roz and Daphne on their IRL nuptials.
1: Thank you. It is lovely. Our erotic Fraser fan fixtures coming to life. (laughs) I'm gonna give Roz a big kiss on the lips right now. Get away from me.
0: (laughs) With that, Damien Mercado, why don't you go ahead and introduce your character? I'm
1: Daphne Moon. I am the physical therapist of Martin Crane, personal psychic, and somebody who's a little lonely and looking to date.
0: And Lauren, (laughs) why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us who you'll be playing. Uh, I
2: will be playing Roz, Fraser's producer. And if I don't have at least three dates tonight for Valentine's Day, I will be
0: devastated. Well, I look forward to you being devastated. Caleb Cleveland, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us who you'll be playing. I'm Caleb Cleveland. I shall be playing Dr.
3: Fraser Crane. I am a Seattle socialite, a member of the uh, social elite. I also have devastating mind powers, and I destroy and hunt down demons when I am not doing my day job as a
4: radio psychologist. And Groobs, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us who you'll be playing. I'm John Grubbs. I'll be playing Dr. Niles Crane, Seattle's preeminent psychologist, younger brother to Frasier, son of Martin Crane and wealthy Seattle socialist, socialite. <laughs> I'm off to a great start here. Wealthy
3: Seattle socialist. That's right. Nothing Niles will do to, to he will do nothing. Uh, that he will just do nothing. That's basically it.
0: And with that mention of your father, why don't we just introduce him? Jesse Egan, why don't you go and introduce yourself and tell us who you'll be playing.
5: Yeah, I uh, I play Martin Crane, retired Seattle police officer and father of uh, these two nincompoops. I forgot their names. Their names are Frasier. <laughs> Dad. And little Frasier.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Please refer to us from now on exactly like that. That'd be perfect.
5: And Niles, I remember you, Niles.
1: <laughs> the weird thing is he calls Niles Fraser. and... Frasier, little Frasier.
5: <laughs> I also play Eddie, who I call
0: little Martin. Very confused.
1: <laughs> Martin. He doesn't yeah. know who to respond to.
0: <laughs> and last but not least, we have Clint Beischer. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you'll be playing.
6: I'll be playing woof, 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 Bulldog Briscoe, Frasier Crane's uh, colleague in radio, and sports talk show host. Oh, and and, uh, Roz, you know, I'm saying one date with me is like three dates with anybody else, so I'm available.
2: And that it'll feel like three dates long?
6: I'm saying I'm worth three times as much as any any one of the other ones you could go out with. Physical
3: tonight. phenomena, the time dilates when you're in the presence of Bulldog. Uh, it just, uh, it's sort of like remember that movie Interstellar? It's kind of like that.
1: Your eyes glaze over, and the date's over before you know it. <laughs>
3: exactly. You wake up, you've got hair on your legs, it's just, you're, you realize, my God, it's, a, it's what we psychologists call the Rip Van Winkle uh, Association.
6: I'm sorry, Fraser, were you saying something? I, I, I can't pay attention when you're talking, it's just so boring.
3: You see, he, he even
0: puts himself to sleep, it's amazing. <laughs> and with that, let's get into the episode. In honor of Valentine's Day, we are celebrating the Goddess of Love's Day, a holiday invented by the elven people to celebrate the god soon. It is referred to in their elvish community as Fjarnoresh. That's fancy. But before we do that, <laughs> let's get caught up on the last episode. In the last episode, Fraser got his big chance to get a show syndicated with after helping B.B. Glazier with a smoking problem and Allison Privilegington with a husband problem. Uh, Representatives from all the different factions of Sastagaria came to the radio station to give their seal of approval or rejection on the show. Frasier also had his family come to work with him to watch the show and hopefully join in a post-show celebration. The show had its complications with the arcane telephone lines going down and the arcane airwave signals going down as well. But the party was able to quickly put it in... to the problems and get the show back up and running. Frazier wowed the lower brow representatives during the show with suggestions of masturbation as an alternative to homicide <laughs> and making out with your em- enemies to solve PTSD.
3: <laughs> I'm a warrior of love.
1: He's unconventional, but effective. Thanks, Dad. Great advice, Frazier. I learned it by watching you, okay? Okay. <laughs>
5: I wish I would have made love to that punk in that 7-Eleven instead of letting him shoot me.
3: <laughs> that was my advice, Dad,
0: and if you don't you remember. You told
5: me that back in 74, and I didn't listen.
0: <laughs> the higherbrow representatives were not as impressed and requested a final show of Fraser's psychiatric powers. Fraser and the gang decided to do this by fighting the deadly sin of wrath, which was personified by the punk kid who shot Martin. After a quick rumble and a eventually defeat due to Martin's Iron Stomach ability, the Punk Kid was taken out and defeated, granting Martin new abilities that which he might use this episode. Due to the success of the fight, Fraser's show was syndicated and is now being broadcast all throughout Sostagaria. Which brings us to today, Valentine's Day in Sostagaria. Uh, actually, sorry. Before we get into today, I would like to go over one of the show's points, which is your reputation which can affect your roles. You guys ended the episode at 51 reputation, but uh, after listening to it, Frasier, you said you went to college at Princeton, and <laughs> that's not where you went to college. You defaced yourself by saying you went to such a shitty university. <laughs> you went to Harvard, I good sir. I
1: knew I should have edited it out. David.
5: Why did I pay for Harvard if you went to
0: Princeton? Obviously, uh
3: my My psychic powers drained uh, my <laughs> sense of uh, uh, my identity, and i and I forgot for a split second that reality could only really exist one way, and that was for me to uh, attend the glorious alma mater uh, of Harvard. Uh, so I yes, my Mia culpa, Mia culpa, everybody Mia culpa martin, Mia culpa
0: uh, sort stupid of Princeton. Dog. who
3: cares
1: <laughs> i I could look that up. <laughs> <laughs> he either went to Yale or Princeton. He didn't go to Harvard. Like, I know that.
0: So for getting your university wrong, that is minus 10 reputation. Oh my Whoa, God.
7: Oh my <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: I found a, a cat
3: turd up on the roof of the radio station. I just put it between two low, two uh, delightfully thin slices of pumpernickel, and I ate that thing. That's exactly what I did.
1: Can this come out as part of the Harvard alumni letter? and this is how he finds out he says on his radio show people were listening and they were they heard him say he went to princeton and this is what hurts his reputation is the alumni <laughs> letters
3: yeah, I'm sure it did. It like it came out, and it's like Fraser Crane descended from thieves and whores. Decided to uh, to mistakenly quote his alma mater as Princeton University, uh, you know, which is uh, everyone else calls just Clown College. So it's
2: just... <laughs> he was probably like disinvited from the upcoming reunion or something.
3: <laughs> yes, all of my food clubs forget my RSVPs.
1: Only trolls too dumb to get into state went to Princeton. That's what you always told me, Doctor Crane.
3: That's right. It was uh, either Princeton, Brown, or Cal State Fullerton. It was just one or the other, really.
2: <laughs>
1: wow, Cal State Fullerton. Go
2: Titans. <laughs>
3: Go Titans.
5: You should have gone to the police academy, Frage, like me. I went to all six movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs> that Mahoney. <laughs>
3: Mahoney wasn't the punk, was he, Dad? Mahoney will always be the punk. <laughs> <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> Steve Gutenberg shot Jesse. Oh, God.
0: I'm so sorry, Joe. Anyway, continue, please. No, I, I love Police Academy, too, so this is great. Let's get into the episode. Today is the Elvish holiday, Thiermin Noresh, an Elvish holiday celebrating love and worship of the goddess Soon that has been inherited by the rest of Sostagaria. On this glorious holiday, people can be seen rushing, making their way to dates all across town into packed restaurants with limited seating and special Tiermen Noresh menus to celebrate the day of love with a special someone. It is here where we zoom into the lovely, popular, and highly renowned Ne Alaquel Sarpsicard restaurant. The front of the building has a large sign where wizards are paid to press digitate the name of the restaurant brilliant firework display all night long. As we pan down further, we see Frasier sitting outside the restaurant next to a beautiful tiefling female, which is his date for the evening. Her name, as you learned from last episode, is Rachel. Rachel is wearing a long black dress, cut and fitted in all the right places, with jet black hair and violet eyes. It seems tonight she has her eyes set on Fraser, but does Fraser have what it takes to seal the deal it appears the maitre d has gone in with a couple that was in line in front of fraser and rachel to have them seated giving rachel and fraser a few minutes to talk before he returns and they are seated wow fraser this is a a lovely restaurant you're taking me <laughs> you to i i can't
3: wait to see what the food's like uh nor can i apparently it's a. Uh... I don't know what the fantasy equivalent of, like, Zagat's Guide would be, but it's, uh... Zagat's Cigar. Xander's Guide. Yeah, there you go. Xander's Guide. Perfect. Xander's uh, <laughs> Guide gives it, uh... Seven Dragon's Tongues, which means that it's going to be <laughs> absolutely delicious. <laughs> check out the, uh, these... Oh, uh, I, I just said check out. Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry.
0: Well, I know you only like to wine and dine at the finest of places, so... How did you ever even get the the reservations for this prestigious restaurant.
3: Well, I uh, don't mean to brag, but uh, I do happen to think that the owner, uh, the maitre d' uh, and the person who happens to uh, be uh, helping us will be waiting on us tonight. They might be uh, fans of the fans of the show. So uh, undoubtedly, I've helped them with uh, various psychological deficiencies that they've experienced over time. So... uh, You know, who knows? Maybe I helped uh, fix their relationship with their mother, or uh, assisted with the passing of a loved one, or maybe just told them to go jerk off in a shower.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, speaking of which, I'd I'd love—thank you for your help with Marco. He hasn't bothered me ever since he called into your show that second time.
3: Well, love is the answer. But what really was fascinating to me is the question. And the question was, is he a loser? And the answer was yes, or no. Actually, the answer was love, but said in a yes, like love, like that. So ah, <laughs> uh, yes, love. Yeah, I, per- I get it exactly like that. <laughs> exactly like that. Perfectly done, Rachel. Excellent. So I'm so glad that I've managed it. You'll allowed me to be your escort this evening on this delightful cruise across uh, Sastigaria's elven cuisine. I think you'll absolutely adore it. Seven dragon's tongues can't be that bad, right?
0: Oh, I can't wait, and I can't wait for dessert later, too. And she begins rubbing your
1: chest as the maitre d' returns. Married with children, crowd hoots and hollers behind. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
3: yes, well, while... Vigorously energizing a tiefling's chest hairs with uh, negative and positive energies may drive up their libido. With a human man as myself, I merely uh, just get a partial woody. So that's just that's just me. <laughs>
0: Yes, sir, if you are done talking about your erection, <laughs> can we t- please go to the table? Oh, am I on the clock? I did not know. Uh, well, oh,
3: fine, <laughs>
0: Is this the uh, meter? I apologize. It is Thiermen Noresh, and the lines are... As you can see, we're quite packed. So, uh, if I could have you seated at the uh, Tebiale, it would be my honor. <laughs> I turn to Rachel. Tebiale
3: <laughs> is actually just Elvish for <clears throat> table. So you'll—it's uh, you'll, uh, you may not have known that uh, since he's <laughs> Elvish and, and you're and you're a Tiefling. So is it go.
5: Elvish or is it is, is it Moira Rose from fucking Schitt's Creek? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Ta- say that one more time. Table
3: Tibial.
7: Tibial. <laughs> <laughs> Just...
1: Thank you, you. So fancy.
3: Your accent is uh, like poetry in my ears. Yes, absolutely. Lead away. Yes, follow follow me
0: this way.
3: May I take your jacket? <laughs> I turned to Rachel. That's uh, Elvish for jacket. And yes, my good man, you absolutely may. Nothing whatsoever smelly about this jacket. I like give a terrified like whiff to the armpits. <laughs> because that was if you'll remember like th- two episodes ago, that was a major plot point.
0: Yeah, go go ahead and roll me a d ten. Call it
1: cold box!
3: I'll just have to say I'm gonna do high. Yes, okay, good. So I rolled a ten. No, actually I rolled a six.
0: That's fine. You called high and you rolled above a five, so you are successful. Yes, your jacket smells just fine. If you would have rolled that ten, then it would have been a critical success and something nice would have been come out of that. But you just rolled a six, so you are good. Your jacket does not stink. There's no problems with it. The goddess of
3: love smiles upon
0: me this evening. <laughs> I, D-Elf, maitre leads lead you to the table where you're both seated. You are relatively close to the kitchen, uh, but you're in a booth seat, so it's still very nice. You can smell all the aromas and different scents coming from the kitchen. Oh, you may not know this, Rachel, but aroma is elvish for stank. (laughs) I did not know that. That is, you were teaching me something every day.
3: You learn these sort of things, and then Fraser looks dead in the camera and says, Harvard, Harvard University, where I went to school. Nowhere else just Harvard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have elvish courses at Harvard. That's that's so nice. That's so inclusive of everybody.
3: No, oh, it absolutely is uh, nice, but it's
0: not uh, inclusive, quite the opposite. As a young human waiter comes and begins filling your water glasses up, we are going to zoom out and move about a block west where Niles, Daphne, and Martin are walking up, approaching the very same restaurant. Niles was going to take Maris here for Dermin Noresh and had made reservations, but Maris had canceled on him for an unknown reason. Niles, do you know what that reason was, or can you
4: recall that? Unfortunately, I bought a fetching diamond tennis bracelet, and it sprained her delicate wrist when she put it on.
1: (laughs) It's the thought that counts, Niles. I'll take it.
0: Niles decided not to let the reservation go to waste and invited Martin and Daphne, who unfortunately did not have any plans other than to spend the evening together. A quick phone call using the crane name and personal connection, Niles was able to add another seat to the table. We now join them as they approach the front of the restaurant. Martin is walking suspiciously with a cane in a bag that appears to be moving around in his other Martin.
1: hand. Martin. Is there something wrong with your hip? You're walking a bit funny. Are you hiding something? Oh,
5: well, you know, it's a, it's chilly out. There's a nip, and I I feel it in my hip every time the wind whistles through that bullet hole left by that punk kid in the 7-Eleven back in
1: 74. Do, do you have a knot there?
5: I know, I know. I'm a broken record, but
1: what's that? Do you have a knot that needs to be massaged out or something? Here, let me let me at it. Come here, Mr. Crane. Come here, Martin.
5: Oh, all right, you're going to... Massage my hip right here in the restaurant.
1: Look, this is where if you can't walk, you'll...
6: Did did anyone else imagine the hip whistling in the wind? Just like... (laughs) (laughs) Ah, it's just my hip.
1: (laughs) Now, what's in this bag?
6: (laughs) Oh, uh,
5: I, uh, I brought Eddie. Don't tell anyone. I'm just, (laughs) I, he loves table scraps, and I can't bear to leave him uh, back at... Well, just keep it on the down.
4: Niles, did you know about this? Dad, I don't think you're familiar with the concept of a doggy bag. That's not how they work.
5: Ah, that's a good one, Miles. Or as I call you, Little Frage. But I still... (laughs) still (laughs) I still think if you uh, just uh, keep it quiet, uh, we can get away with this. And uh, and then Eddie can have uh, some delicious Fustenovell dinner himself. Is that how you say that?
1: What was that word? Thiermine Noresh. Exactly.
5: Uh, then he can enjoy the Thiermine Nore.
1: I love Elvish. Daphne puts her arm around Niles' shoulder. Don't oh, worry, well, he calls your brother Big Niles when you're not around. With that conversation,
0: you guys are soon at the front door of the restaurant. The maitre d' advises that it'll be a second and goes and seats another couple in front of you. He quickly comes back, though, and he seats you three in the center of the restaurant in between the bar and... And the kitchen. Why don't all three of you roll me a D10? Just them, not not uh, Fraser. Frasier, you can also roll me a D10. Do you see if you notice them walk into the restaurant as well? I just rolled a six. I rolled a five.
4: I rolled a four. I got a two.
1: My goodness, Niles, this is the fanciest place I've ever been. I don't think Maris knows what she's missing. Well, yeah, she's quite a lucky lady to have a husband who's willing to take her to a place like this. I don't think she knows what she's missing.
5: Eddie rolled a 10. Uh, Down, Eddie.
1: He rolled a 5. With
0: that, Eddie catches the scent of something familiar, and your bag begins to vibrate violently. Whoa, Eddie, down.
5: Down, boy. Whoa, he must smell veal.
0: Frazier, you notice this commotion and see your dad with Eddie in a bag in the center of the restaurant being seated.
3: Uh, excuse me, Rachel. Uh, Would you just uh, pardon me for just two minutes? I need to, uh, I think I see someone that I recognize. Just, uh, just a moment, okay? Don't make me wait too long for you. I'll get too lonely. (laughs) Oh, don't you worry about that. I will be back quicker than you can uh, count the Sierkians on your watch. That's uh, Elvish for seconds.
0: It's actually Secchiondez. <laughs> Don't correct me. It sickens <laughs> me. Oh, wow. Jesus I mean, that's how the night's going, then. Wow! Go ahead and roll me a D10 there as you walk away from the table there, big guy. <laughs> oh, you got a lot of comedy points, though. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a seven. Your relationship with her takes minus seven damage.
5: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Oh, ah,
3: so she doesn't, uh, doesn't like the pedant, eh? Well, that's, uh, I can play that game,
0: too. You see a hurt feeling on her face as you tell her not to correct you and walk over to your father, I am presume, in the center of the restaurant. Dr.
1: Crane, stop mansplaining.
0: Eddie, have you brought your, di- uh, have you brought my father into the middle
3: of this nice restaurant all by yourself? <laughs> it's amazing. How did you do that? <laughs> oh, yeah.
5: <laughs> that's funny. I'm sorry, for Asia. I I thought he was going to be more well-behaved, but there must be veal in this place, and Eddie goes crazy for veal. It's, uh, uh,
3: pronounced Viale, but, uh, yeah. that doesn't, that's neither here nor there. Dad, what, uh, what's this, Daphne? Niles? What are you doing here?
4: Oh, well, I had a date with Maris, uh, but she had to cancel, and I couldn't imagine uh, the reservation going to waste when someone so dear in my life was sitting at home all alone on Valentine's Day, and then Dad wanted to come, too. Absolutely. <laughs> You're too kind, Niles. You broke her wrist with that colossal tennis bracelet, didn't you? Oh, yes, it sprained the poor thing's wrist. Yeah, well,
3: that's what happens when you, you know, when you uh, plunder a dragon's sword and you find a tennis bracelet meant for an ogre, and you end up giving it to a woman with <laughs> brittle bones. <laughs> oh, I thought it would look nice. In the meantime, though, I uh, I would appreciate it if you, uh, Dad, uh, if you wouldn't mind keeping Eddie. Just a little closer, if you uh, if you don't mind, or uh, Down, Eddie. you know, Down. Vac- vacating the premises entirely. It's absolutely it, this is not one of those uh, establishments that they have where you can just bring in any kind of animal that wa- that you want to have comfort you. It's not one of those. It's not one of those lollyganging, you know, hippy dippy types, uh, west coast establishments. This is this is fine dining, Dad.
5: I realize that. I, I I apologize. I thought we were going to Arby's, but listen, I I really have to say that uh, Eddie and I do have a problem with the veal in this restaurant. We, he is an animal rights activist, and uh, we may have to leave just uh,
3: to Eddie, protest. Eddie's a Eddie's a, an animal rights activist.
5: <laughs> he does not like when veal is served. That's all I can tell you. And
7: uh,
5: I'll, I'll try to keep him calm down. Maybe it's maybe he's just. Smelling weird things inside the bag. Hey, down, Eddie. Down.
3: What? Where did you get that sack from, Dad? It's just a big brown sack.
5: It's from Arby's. It was my to-go <laughs> back from Arby's. So he may <laughs> he may be freaking out a little bit because of that. But I uh, I didn't I didn't plan this, fridge I'm sorry. Let me. I'm just calm down, Eddie. If you could we could just get some food here at the table. Maybe a little bread.
3: Hey, this will serve you. As a education, Dad, never f- go to the finest Arby's in the land where all of these <laughs> serve is beal, or viare.
5: It's Varby's It's over on Tenth. Uh, I don't know if you've been there.
3: I. It's pronounced Viare. And yes, oh, I have. V- I'm That's, sorry. That's uh, in six. Six dragon tongue was given on the old uh, uh <laughs> rating system.
5: May I apologize? I didn't go to fake Princeton. Sorry. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> call back to your previous screw up, phrase. Now listen, I uh, I'll twist keep...
3: the knife, Dad.
5: I'll keep this dog under wraps, but I got to tell you, your, your date back there—she uh, doesn't look too happy.
3: No, that's because I just insulted her deeply. Now, you, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to like spill the secrets of how I, uh, of how I nag my dates into wanting to go to bed with me again. Oh all right?
7: God, Jesus! Oh, oh no. it's I see how it is. You're like the pickup
1: artist. Oh. Is he peacocky with a hat right down? This is
3: how Frazier plots and dis- He divides and conquers, yes. This is uh, a big.
6: <laughs> I like your top hat. I love how you've made to- uh, Frasier such a toxic person. Holy crap. <laughs> that is. Uh...
3: Did you not watch the show?
5: <laughs> I think it's going to work, Frazier. It, uh, it worked for Maris.
3: I bag then I mac. That's the way that Fraser rolls. And this is the way that I'm rolling away from your table.
5: He <laughs> <laughs> you got real hood with it right there
1: for some reason.
3: <laughs> <laughs> with that Fraser like puts on an Im- uh, an invisible pair of glasses, throws a gang sign and walks back to his tabiale.
1: He's been watching a lot more MTV lately. Yo,
3: MTV raps.
1: As Fraser returns to his
0: tabiale. We zoom out from the restaurant and move a few blocks to the east where Bulldog is pestering Raz. Bulldog is trying to settle the last few details of a bet they had just made before they left the radio station. (laughs) Due to both of them being unable to find dates for Thiermen Noresh and both of them going through a bit of a dry spell, a bet unclear by who started it was made that both of them still had what it takes and could pick up a date anytime and anywhere. As they left the radio station, a guest passed for a reservation for two at In aquel Sapsicard that was never picked up by a contest winner was sitting at the front desk. Uh, it was picked up by Roz, and we zoom in on Roz and Bulldog as they finalize their bet and approach the restaurant.
2: So they're they're at the restaurant already?
0: They are walking, they're a couple blocks away, approaching the restaurant.
6: Okay, Bulldog. You know, Roz, I'm just saying, I've been on a little bit of a dry spell, but I feel like this is my night. I feel like the Sonics in 96, when they came back from that 35-point loss in Game 6 to seal their entry into the finals in Game 7.
2: Okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but all I know is that I have what it takes to get it in tonight, and we'll go to the same restaurant and see who wins first.
6: I'm just going to squeak out this this win on this... uh, Night.
0: All right, you're on. B-plus there, Bulldog. Is there perhaps uh, a condition maybe for this bet? Uh, what does the winner get? What does the loser have to do? Um, have you guys thought about that at all?
6: So as you know, if I get more dates tonight than you get, then you've got to give me a date.
2: I'm so confident that I will win this that I will accept that.
6: And if, and if, if you win... I won't ask you out on a date for two (laughs) weeks.
2: (laughs) Make it two years and we're on.
6: Hey, I mean, how confident are you that you're going to win? You're right. It's on. Two weeks.
0: With that, the bet is finalized and you guys approach the front of the restaurant. As you guys talk to the maitre d', he advises you that they are severely busy And since this was a last-minute thing, you guys did not call ahead to make reservations. Uh, He tells you that it's going to be about 30 minutes until a table is ready for you guys. But the bar is open, which is kind of ideal for you guys. It's a perfect target-rich environment for your bet. Will you all uh, please head to the biar and uh, (laughs) maybe get a drink?
6: (laughs) Indeed. I love it. Happy Theorem and Nooresh to you, good sir.
0: Thank you, I, I appreciate it. I cannot spend the holiday with my loved ones, so I get to watch everyone else celebrate their liave. So have a drink at the bar. I will come get you when the Tabale is ready.
6: Yeah, the, the Tabale. Yep <laughs> <laughs> Hold the hug has no idea what what's being said? let's let's go to the Bre Raz.
2: 30 minutes is plenty of time for me I'll have this in the bag before we get a tabalier
6: <laughs> No, it's it's tabalier <laughs> Tamali? <laughs> Tabali She doesn't get it, good sir I, I'll, I'll try to help her out
0: She's m- murdering my language <laughs> If you could help her as quick as possible uh, I'd appreciate it, I thank appreciate you I
6: appreciate other people's culture And, you know, clearly some people just don't have have the same kind of scruples as I do. You have a great night, good sir.
0: Uh, He leans into you real quick. He caught the tail end of your guys' bet as you were walking into the restaurant, and he uh, leans over. That uh, woman over there, he points out, a dragonborn female. She's dressed in a long red dress and has yellow scales. Uh, she came here alone, and uh, I think she's looking for a date as well. So that might give you a a one up on your competition here.
6: And uh, what has she been drinking? It appears uh,
0: a cosmopolitan, my good man.
6: Thank you. I appreciate you. And you'll see that at the end of the night for sure.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you. I will make sure your your tabale is uh, ready as soon as he possible. He does the
6: little uh, money fingers uh, when he's like referencing his appreciation
0: the maitre d understands the, the tip and uh, points you guys towards the bar
1: something happened Dr. Dr. Fraser Crane and Mr. Bulldog have somehow Freaky friday each other <laughs> <laughs> uh, we
0: go back to the table with Rachel and Frasier as the waiter arrives to take their drink order ah hello my good man Hello to both of you. Uh, What will you be having to drink here today?
3: Fraser, uh, always the consummate gentleman, except for when he's talking, apparently. Um, (laughs) Yes, you know, Rachel, what will
0: you have? I was just thinking, what is the most erotic drink that one could order? You seem like a sophisticated man. What will get my my libido going? Oh, my. Um... (laughs) freezer
3: yeah, he racks his uh, colossal brain. Uh, you can sort of see his uh, his, you know, his coiffed mullet vibrate with the power of the engine beneath it. Shit. One Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I roll for it? I, I have no idea what kind of yummy Ooh. drinks are available in Sastagaria. Um... Or do I just go for something generic and
1: a fine can, can vintage I, wine?
6: Can I say that you've already alluded to negging her? <laughs> so maybe you already know what drink will get her revved up as well. I don't. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Fantastic.
3: The Boone's Farm. <laughs> no, we will take a uh, a bottle of your. Uh, uh, of a recent vintage of your finest dragon blood wine. Ooh, will that be the
0: ancient or the normal variety? Make it colossal. Uh, that's not what I offered, but I will <laughs> assume you mean
3: ancient. ancient. That's what I meant. Yeah, that, just do that. That'd be great.
0: <laughs> you look over and Rachel kind of has her hand on her head, kind of looking down, kind of rubbing her forehead. Uh, <laughs> disassociate herself from you for a quick second. <laughs> oh I will bring back the ancient dragon wine and uh, just give me two minutes, sir. I'll have the small yay come right over. I think you mean the small ye. Yeah, or the... <laughs> No, we don't butcher other people's languages, sir. Uh, <laughs> and I am not Elvin, so I can say uh, normal words uh, like normal people. But uh, don't tell the uh, the owner and his family back there. You know, this is a family restaurant. So. Just trying to score
3: some points. You didn't have to dunk on me that quite, quite so hard.
7: That's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's my objective nobody gets laid who is a table I wait at
0: (laughs) (laughs) I apologize you you have to give me no tip tonight Uh, the first glass of ancient dragon wine is is on me I I did not mean to insult or cock block you in any way I just have my own problems going on so uh, with that let me uh, go get that ancient dragon wine
3: thank you very much my good my good man and uh, consider this. There goes your rent. <laughs> consider this whole debacle forgotten.
6: I just imagine Fraser now turning to Rachel, being like, "See, it was all a ruse to get him to open up about his pro- current problems." I <laughs> knew I was onto something. <laughs> just <like> see, <laughs> deflecting the whole issue. Hey,
3: Bulldog, you you do you play that guy, and I'll play this guy, all right? I'm gonna w. <laughs> 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 now back to the negative. <laughs> That's exactly what <laughs> I was gonna. I'm gonna see. It was a clever ruse. This is how I. This is how I goad people into opening themselves up and reveal their problems to me. It's simply I, I use negative reinforcement whenever possible.
0: <laughs> yes, you're even using it on me. I I thoroughly enjoy it. It's going to be a great night. I can tell. See that uh, he
3: Fleischer, like looks at her. There's like dead dead air for like five seconds, and he says. Ah, you're sarcastic. I gotcha.
0: Yes, I am sarcastic. <laughs> it's very... Uh... Oh, you speak Elvish. I didn't know
3: this. And then he just rattles off a bunch of obscene, just ridiculous words.
0: As you're rattling off these obscene words, you hear a large argument coming from the kitchen area, which you were sitting near. Uh, you hear this older male's voice yelling at an unknown person, and then you hear a female's voice uh, yell back, and then a younger female's voice began yelling back. Suddenly, the voice from back yells, If you don't tell me who this person is, I will shit in the soup and I will serve it to you. With that, he comes out from the back of the kitchen with two bowls of soup and places them at your table. Ah, yes. I, uh, complimentary soup on the house for you, Dr. Fraser Crane. I, uh, I noticed you, noticed you here from the back there, and I just had, me as the owner had to come in and, and give you a, some free soup there.
7: Oh,
3: yes, of course. Yes, the, uh, you're such a fan of the show, after all. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you very much for the delightful, uh, uh appetizer. It's,
0: uh, it looks and smells delicious. I, that is wonderful to hear. Uh, I uh, I appreciate you saying that. Um, let me go and make sure I. You don't even have to order off the menu tonight. I will. I will make you something very, very special. Uh, don't go in any trouble. He quickly walks away and goes into the kitchen where the argument continues.
1: Somebody whole skinned that soup. Oh my.
0: Yeah, uh, Fraser takes a nice big whiff
3: of the soup. Does it smell uh, defecled at all?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Defecaled! That's going to the lexicon. Throw me a D10
0: and add your wisdom modifier. Thank you, Caleb. This is defecled. (laughs) The vehicle. The vehicle.
3: Wait, am I rolling two? I'm rolling two, right? No, I'm rolling one. Okay, good.
0: You're rolling one D-10, and you're adding your wisdom modifier, because oh, okay. you're smelling for shit, so this is a low-class affair. Right. In that case,
3: uh, I've only got the one, so I'm going to... That would be an eight.
0: Something smells
5: like Fraser's jacket in here.
0: Dad? <laughs>
5: No, you do not
0: <laughs> uh, You do not smell any Fecal matter in the soup Mmm, veal soup My favorite it's, it's pronounced viale, in case you didn't know In this restaurant
3: Touché, or should I say Touch, because that's I don't want to sound like I'm just Being a giant douche
0: Because <laughs> that's what that means as you sound like a giant douche, the argument continues in the <laughs> kitchen.
5: Douche.
1: I'm hoping for a reason for him to switch the soups. For him to say, look over there. And switch the soups. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What in the world could that be?
3: And he, just,
0: <laughs> and he does a princess bride. You hear more argument coming from the kitchen as the waiter comes back with the bottle of ancient dragon wine and begins pouring it. Uh, you overhear the owner of the restaurant begin yelling, "You tell me who impregnated you now, or I'll kill you, and I'll dump your body in the stove, and we'll serve it for dinner." <laughs> tell me now, or else. As the bottle of wine is being poured, it starts overflowing into your lap, Fraser. Oh dear! And you see a look—the look of death on the waiter boy in front of you. The look of—you mean like he—he he looks like uh, pale, like uh, he's like he's scared or angry. He's scared out of his mind that he's going to be murdered by a certain person that that he can hear the argument by. Oh, well,
3: uh, easy there, my good man. With that, uh, Fraser pulls, you know, takes his finger and just like uh, bobs the the mouth of the bottle up a little bit so he doesn't spill any more of this precious ancient uh, dragon wine. Oh, my God, the the bottle's on me. I I apologize. No, 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 it's it's okay. Uh, Is everything all right back there? Uh, There seems to be quite a kerfuffle in the
0: kitchen. Uh, He quickly walks away from you as uh, the owner of the restaurant and two females, one younger and one older, probably the owner's wife. Come up and begin talking to you. You are the. the. the Radio Fraser person that my husband keeps blathering on about? Uh. that would be me.
3: I am. <laughs> Dr. Fraser Crane, I am uh, a radio psychologist. That's right. I- excuse me, just for one second before, uh, if you, j- just for one second, uh, I need to ask my uh, my my uh, dinner companion here or something. He like leans into Rachel and says, "Apparently, there's a really fancy Arby's right up
0: the street. Do you feel like <laughs> just going there instead?" <laughs> As big as a fan I am of Arby's, I'd love to see your powers and work. Maybe that'll help with your art of seduction.
3: Let me just finish this uh, soup. Uh, you, well, all right. <laughs> it, are you daring me to drink my soup, then? I mean, it's this is... Uh, I mean, uh, my art of seduction is second to none, but this is bordering on unsanitary. <laughs>
0: I just mean maybe you solve these this family's problem that they're here trying to address with you right in front of our table. Six dragon tongues,
3: Barbies. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's not off the menu. Okay, sure, good, we good, can... good. that's not a no. That's not a no. Uh, he then sits. He then leans back into his chair and says, uh, "I beg your pardon. What? I am Doctor Fraser Crane, as I just said.
0: What seems to be the trouble, my good woman? My husband has just threatened to kill my daughter." for being impregnated by someone she, I don't know who she got impregnated by, but he says you're a psychologist. Can you solve our family problem?" As the father comes out with a knife and it's standing there in front of you, he realizes he's in the middle of the restaurant and hides the knife behind his back. I... Yes, can you, can you help us quickly so I can get back to Thiermen nourish dinner?
3: Of course, I will do my my I'll do my very best. I, I take it as a professional challenge to see if I can sort out what this problem is. Now, if I've gathered this correctly, you uh, chef are angry at this uh, young woman here. Uh, are they are related to you you' you're their father. My daughter and my wife. It's a pleasure to meet all of you. Uh happy Vanal ver- Goresh. Panell. Ben, ben, happy Vanal. uh K- happy David Koresh, everybody. Happy David Goresh. <laughs> <laughs> um hey I just wanted to uh say th- th- there seems to be uh, uh, an issue about uh the the young woman's uh whom she's seeing socially, I guess.
0: Yes, she uh Got impregnated by some low life, and I want to know who he is so I may gut him.
3: Ah, ah, impregnated—such a such a clinical term. Uh, in psychology, we prefer to say uh, somebody nutted. Um, <laughs> oh, but that's uh, but that's just my—that's just what we say. Oh. In he with that, he looks back into the camera. Harvard, uh, Harvard University at Harvard, Harvard uh, in, University. in Harvard. Uh, massachusetts they teach that yeah they teach it's uh it's uh, it's a 400 level class senior level class uh nutting and the question is you my dear are refusing to divulge the young man who uh whom you're seeing is that correct
0: yeah, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and take five away from your reputation for <laughs> saying the nutting thing, and you guys are now rolling at negative one due well, to being at thirty.
3: This is my, I, I am a servant of love, my dear DM. I happen to know that, you know, as as a uh, a, thing. a a, a uh, as a devotee of, of of Freud, I have to say that uh, that uh, you know the whole idea behind. Uh, or sorry, is it Freud or Jung? Am I doing Jung? I did Jung last time, didn't
1: I? You have been Jung this entire time. Uh, Fraser in real life is a Freudian, uh, yeah. but uh, I believe um, your god has been Jung.
0: Yeah, I've been doing Jung. Okay, good. I, I, I'll let you save it if you can say nutting in or nutted in an uh, in elvish properly.
7: <laughs>
3: well, to be honest with you, nutting isn't the exact... Term that we learned in Harvard uh, University. It was actually the proper Elvish term, and believe me, you haven't seen nothing until you've seen it in the original Elvish. It is Newtinger. And that's uh, precisely <laughs> how do you say it flawless uh, pronunciation.
7: <laughs>
0: yeah, you're, you're at 36 reputation. God damn
3: it. <laughs> it's still terrible. Well, it... my dear man. With that, uh, Frazier uh, does a little bow uh, to his uh, dinner date and uh, pushes the chair away and, and hops up and uh, puts, an, puts a puts uh, a a hand on the man's shoulder and says, "We all of us think of, you know, our our offspring as the better sides of us. We all of us believe that they are perfect. In as soon as they are uh, conceived, from the moment uh, we see them." they cannot help be our our children be infants uh, in our eyes throughout their entire lives innocent and sweet and incorruptible but at one point this child of yours became a woman and she decided that she wanted adult things you know regardless you know of how you might feel about her about how you know one day she could you know prove the mother of an incubus or she could you know decide to N- nail an ogre or whatever it, that's going to be entirely on her you know, And but the thing is regardless of what happens she is still your daughter and that means the promise that you made when she was born the unspoken oath that you took to raise her and be the best father that you can be is still going strong and regardless of how she you know, what kind of neuroses and personalities and you know crazy shit she gets up to, that oath can never be broken.
0: Go ahead and give me a charisma check with advantage. Besides, I'm pretty sure
3: that everybody knows that the father is the waiter that's been serving us the dragon wine.
0: You hear a bottle of ancient dragon wine drop to the floor and break. <laughs> I mean, the guy cowering over
3: there in the corner, the guy who just broke that you know, incredibly expensive <laughs> bottle of wine. I mean, every, it's, it's pretty obvious. The guy cock-blocking me. He books books it out of the restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What did you want me to roll? Uh, Charisma.
0: Uh, That would be a five. Okay, so that's a 12. You roll a seven plus five for a 12. You see a smile in this uh, elven gentleman's face as he goes over and hugs his daughter. And it seems you've created a happy family. Who knows what's going to happen to this young waiter if he ever returns to work. But, uh, you've stopped the fighting going on in the kitchen, so no doubt your food will be out relatively soon.
1: The whole restaurant claps.
0: You've, more importantly, impressed Rachel, who is golf-clapping behind you and nodding her head in approval. pool. <laughs> Frasier
3: walks, you know, uh, with a, uh, cat got the canary sort of smile on his face, he sort of struts back to his table, gently lifts up his wine glass, and, uh, toasts,
0: uh, Rachel, Happy Thiermine Noresh. Happy Thiermine Noresh. You made me even hungrier for dessert, my good man. Excellent. With that, we zoom out of their table and go to the center of the restaurant, where a new waiter is approaching the center table to take Niles, Daphne, and Martin's order. Well, hello, hello, you lot. Uh, It's uh, great to have you here at the restaurant. Appreciate you all very much. Uh, you looks like the lovely couple here it's taking their father out for a nice dinner. Look at the old man; looks all spry still,
1: huh?
5: Oh, thank you. Well, I, I do have a spring of my step and a whistle in my hip.
1: <laughs> oh, we're not married. We're not a couple. No, no, Niles. Niles is married. His his wife couldn't be here tonight. Well, uh, actually, uh,
4: Daphne, it's 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 rude to interrupt him. Let's let's let him. Just as a joke, let's let him believe
1: it. All right, I say wink, wink. All right, husband, wink. Don't tell Maris.
5: Yep, they're a happy couple. So listen, uh, could we get some drinks from the bjar? <laughs> I'd like a couple of frosty bjar. Bi- <laughs> yeah, years, if we could. Oh, one yeah. for me and one for my ah. bag.
0: <laughs> yes, you don't go to talk Elvish to me if you don't want to, sir. It's not a problem. I'm not an elf, so...
5: I attempt it. You know, I speak, uh, very broken Spanish when I order my, uh... Arrancheros, uh... hey, I'm not good at languages. It's not just Elvish.
0: You're close enough to me to understand, and that's all you really need, huh? Butcher the Queens regularly. Should I, uh, you guys all want, uh... We have the, obviously, the Theomian Norish uh, specials here. Uh, do you guys want the chicken, the steak, or the fish? Uh...
5: Well, uh, ladies first.
1: Thank you. I was waiting to see if any of the gentlemen would allow me to order for us. I'll have the fish, Mr. Waiter, sir. 37 reputation. Ah, the fish. Not not a problem.
0: 37 reputation there for the elegance of letting the lady go first. All right. And the uh, the two of you gentlemen, would you have your, your father, I take it, uh, go next there?
5: Um, yes. Uh, so, you don't have any veal, then?
0: Uh, actually, that's the only word we do say in, uh, elven here, the viale. So, yeah, we we got that if you if you want it, but we gotta go make it special in the kitchen. It's not part of the Diemen Noresh uh, menu.
5: No, no, I was, I was hoping you didn't have it. Uh, my bag doesn't like it, but I will take <laughs> the chicken. Uh, I would like to order the chicken and one, uh, extra order of chicken. Uh, that's two chickens <laughs> and two biare beers <clears throat> for me and my bag. Thank you.
1: Actually, wait, I didn't know that the veal was on the menu. Can I have a veal instead?
5: Ah, uh, he doesn't recommend it, do you? It's not a good... Uh, <laughs> it's. You don't have it, uh, it'll take forever, I right? understand Let's...
1: your bag has objections, but
5: You know, veal is... Uh, Ethically, very uh, shaky ground. <laughs> they feed it to uh, even littler veals. It's, it's
7: horrible.
0: <laughs> that, that is actually the technique that we use. We can uh, make it. Uh, it's just going to take a little bit longer if you don't mind the wait.
6: We actually have to feed the veal to some veals.
5: And we're also in a big rush. You know, we've been waiting here about an hour. Our other, uh, our other waiter just uh, ran out sc- uh, crying.
1: Yeah, I, I apologize for all the waiting. It would make our bag happier if I just had the fish Then I apologize. Bloody beast. Back on the fish, and You, my
4: thin, frail man, what would you like? I'd like a p- petite filet mignon, very lean, but not so lean that it lacks <laughs> flavor, but not so fat that it leaves drippings on the plate. And I don't want it cooked, just lightly <laughs> seared on either side. Pink in the middle, but not a true pink. But not a mob either. Something in between. <laughs> now, bear in mind that the slightest error, either way, and it's ruined. <laughs> the flea mignon.
0: Then you—you you got it. Steaks coming up.
5: <laughs> that's a good. That's a good waiter. He didn't even write that down.
0: <laughs> got it all up here.
1: Still, still trap, sir. Still trap. Wait, I thought the waiter sounded like the masked plumber before. FYI.
0: <laughs> As the waiter walks away, you see another waiter go to a table and set down a nice, juicy veal. Martin, go ahead and roll me a d10 and add your wisdom modifier.
5: Okay, I rolled a natural one. <laughs> My wisdom is probably not going to factor into
0: this. You fail to see Eddie tear a hole in the bag <laughs> that you brought him in and begin taking off after the waiter carrying the veal in the middle of the restaurant. Eddie, no!
5: No! Heal! Heal! Heal, I say! Don't veal! Heal! I run after him. Actually, I can Don't run. It's on my character <laughs> sheet. Oh! <laughs> help me! I get up and I try to limp after him with my cane. Eddie, no! <laughs> the reason I can't run by some punk! <laughs>
3: <laughs> can we hear his uh, his hip whistling the entire time?
5: Yeah, as soon as I try to take an extra quick step, it just Oh my god, the wind is whistling through my hip. I can't.
0: Oh, I can barely stand. I'm limping.
1: I don't want to get thrown out of the restaurant, Niles. Let's pretend we don't know him.
0: (laughs) Daphne and Niles, you see this happening as Eddie runs over and bites the heel of the waiter. And the waiter is going to roll to see if he's able to keep the plate of food from spilling on other customers. Not that he, Letty. Is this our waiter or a different waiter? It's a different waiter going to a different table to deliver a plate of food, which was one of the veal, which is what Eddie saw. Uh, yeah, the waiter is able to keep his balance and hold on to it. Martin, what are you doing? Or Daphne or Niles, what are you doing to stop this dog from attacking the waiter?
4: Well,
5: I call uh, for the dog as I'm limping up to him, but I come up to the waiter and I uh, and I flash my badge <laughs> and I say, "Ah, so sorry, so sorry. I'm undercover, and this damn dog is acting up again. I apologize, but we're trying to take down a, a veal dealer." <laughs> He's a canine. Here, uh, I... I, I
3: Veal, dealer. Take my card. Oh, uh, I'll,
5: I'll make it right with you later. I'm so sorry about the heel. Please don't don't tell anybody.
0: You have my word, sir, that I will not tell a single soul. I did not spill the uh, plate, so there shouldn't be a problem. Oh, thank
5: God you're law-abiding. All right. Uh, help me catch this dog, will ya? He's uh, too quick for me because of my whistling hip.
0: He lifts up his foot and Eddie is still attached onto his heel and gives them to you to take off.
5: Eddie, you idiot, come here! I grab Eddie, and I try to hustle him back to the table without too much commotion.
0: You see some people are looking, but they seem too deep in their meals and involved in Thierm and Nuresh to care too much about a, a dog biting a waiter. If there's
5: anyone that looks at me for too long while I'm doing this, I flashed the badge at him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they quickly look away and eat their meal vigorously, trying to avoid eye contact. That's what me. I thought. All right.
1: Well, thank goodness, Niles. Your father isn't flashing his gun at people who stare at him anymore.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I sit back down. Bad, Eddie. That was really bad. I I can't believe you did that.
4: D- Dad, I told you it was a bad idea to I bring know,
5: him. I know. You're right, Niles. But I... I can't <laughs> leave him home on and Noresh. It's his favorite holiday. <laughs> and he loves chicken and biaw. He
1: loves it because you take him veal hunting every damn holiday.
4: Did you say veal hunting?
1: <laughs> yeah, hunt. You take him out to go s- smash up veal rings. I take him veal
5: hunting.
3: The
1: silence of the veal. We're
5: going to clean up this city. <laughs> and he's not the hero this city wanted, but he's the city... That, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. The
1: veal about. dealer killed his mother. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> Swear to veal.
5: Uh, a veal dealer shot his parents coming out of the movie Zorro left him in an alley of blood and pearls it's an origin story uh, I'm sorry I'm sorry Niles you're right you're 100% right listen we're just gonna eat our chicken and we'll get out of here
1: what happens to Eddie every night he comes home early in the morning tired
0: <laughs> with this commotion going on in the center of the restaurant We go back up to the bar where Roz and Bulldog are beginning to acquire targets to go on with their bet. You see in front of you Roz. Well, both of you guys see. I don't want to limit you guys on to what you're into. You see a half-elf female. She is in long robes, uh, appears to be religious type. You see a goblin female. She's in a full plate of armor. The previously mentioned dragon, golden dragonborn female, uh, who's dressed in like a sailor's outfit. Uh, you see a male goliath. Uh, he's dressed in full armor. A orc male who's dressed in robes looks magical. And an elf male who also appears to be m- magical, but he is much thinner much leaner, uh, very feminine, uh, and
1: elf-like. In a Sailor Moon costume.
0: Yes, <laughs> he, he is dressed as Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> up to you guys who you want to go first, and those are your kind of your six targets that you guys kind of see in front of you.
2: Okay, Roz confidently goes up to the Goliath gentleman <laughs> because he's—I'm guessing—large based on
0: what that is. Um, <laughs> Yes, he is very large. Okay,
2: she's looking for...
0: He's almost uh, seven and a half feet tall and very muscular.
2: Hey, stranger. Do you like rhinos?
0: I like rhinos. Big, sexy lady, you impress me very much.
2: Damien's showing me pictures of goliaths.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's just their genitals. You really can't tell much from that.
2: It's a bunch of goliath <laughs> dick pics. Well, if you like rhinos, I have something I'd like to show you. If
0: you agreed to come home with me tonight. <laughs> okay.
1: You've done this before. Uh,
0: you, you ask me to see Rhino and I come home with you? That is <laughs> very weird. <laughs> Roll me a uh, charisma check with disadvantage. So roll two and keep the lower one. Double one. Hmm. I am fine, creepy lady. Please (laughs) leave alone. And he turns back to the bar and continues drinking his drink. Ouch.
1: Not everybody shares Roz's rhino fetish, apparently.
2: I'll find one. (laughs) It
0: just takes one. Bulldog, you hear... Uh, Raj strike out by mentioning having her having been ridden by a rhino like a rhino back at her room and the male that she was talking to is disinterested. What do you do?
6: I'm going to... Uh, let me get into Bulldog. So, what Bulldog is thinking about doing is he's gonna pay attention to the dragonborn female, the golden dragonborn and uh, pay attention to when she looks at him, but like out of the corner of his eye. All right. But then he's gonna he's gonna walk up to the the half plate goblin, waiting for the golden dragonborn to make eye contact with him.
0: Go ahead and get roll me a d10 and uh, pick high or low and see if she actually looks at you. Six. Yeah, high. High and you rolled a two. She doesn't seem to peek at you with the corner of her eye or anything. You just kind of walk up to this goblin female and she looks up, well, hello,
6: how are you? Hey, I, I couldn't uh, help to notice your, uh, your half plate there. That that's, uh, looks finely made. It's
0: very finely
6: made. It serves my,
0: uh, my God, you know, my God protects me and I protect him. Oh, very interesting. Does the
3: goblin have like lemon yellow skin and like a, a tall blue Column of uh, bubblegum hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about.
7: <laughs>
3: just, just a disembodied voice. Just, uh, sorry. Carry on.
0: What, what, bring, what brings you here on uh, Theaerman Nuresh?
6: You got a hot date? Uh, you know, that's that's the thing. Is I uh, I don't currently yet have a hot date. You know, and I I couldn't. I just. And I like, uh, strength, I like, uh, y- your armor was very attractive, is that, now, I, let me ask you, that you serves your god, is that, uh, custom piece? That you, or, or did you, like, get that just, is that already in stock? Not that it's a big thing, but it looks custom, even, if, it, if it's not custom, it looks custom on you, looks like a perfect fit.
0: Uh, you hear a voice come from behind you. It does not look like a perfect fit. It looks like it belongs on the floor of my bedroom. And he slides in (laughs) front of you, Bulldog, and places his hand on the bar. Damn. Hello there, sexy lady. Would you like to, uh... Can I buy you a drink, let's say, and then we get to know each other? And he steps in front of you, seeming to block your further attempts. Do you do anything else?
6: I say excuse me really loud, but in order, but I'm trying to get the attention of the golden dragonborn, actually. So I kind of, like, throw it her way.
0: Okay. Uh, she looks over and sees you being embarrassed by this... No, 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 no. Uh, human male.
6: Uh, not embarrassed. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I haven't played it my way yet. Ex- excuse me! Um, thank you for uh, taking care of this for me. Hel- hello, ma'am. I, I couldn't help but but notice that uh, y- you seem lonely over here. Can, you look like a Cosmo girl. Can I get you a Cosmopolitan, ma'am? Speaking to the the golden dragonborn.
0: Oh well, of course you can. You can give me anything you want, there, sugar. I'm just I'm just biding my time, waiting for the right person to show up. Well,
6: you know, I uh, I don't know if you heard. me. I'm a little bit of an armor uh, file. I like armor. That that goblin. That nice, very nice goblin woman there, you know, not my type, but that armor is very nice. Uh, it's not for everybody. <laughs> but uh, I, I gotta be honest with you, the whole time I was talking to her, I couldn't—I—I I caught eyes with you halfway through talking to her, and I couldn't help but be distracted by your beauty.
0: Yes, my, my beauty typically is second best to armor, so I can understand why you'd be more interested in that than in oh, me. Oh, don't.
6: Know? There's this big oaf of a man blocking my view of you when i started talking to, to her just about armor nothing more than that but then as soon as he stepped in front of me, uh, me i was finally able to see you you put that armor to shame look at that golden hue you're not one of them lowly chromatic dragonborn golden of all that's very special
1: My mother was a chromatic And
0: And why are you so infatuated with me? Did you just, you crave the golden dragon skin? You want to get to my loot of gold? Is that what you're all about right now? You want to see my armor?
5: Why, he's after your lucky charms. Sorry.
6: I wouldn't say that I'm not after your armor, as it were. But uh, I think there's a lot more to you than just flesh and carnal desires. Not that there's anything wrong with that.
0: You hear a voice from behind you. Mon cherie, I am interested in your body, your heart, your soul. I want every to know every inch of your body. Every hey, inch Bob, of your heart. Excuse and soul. me.
6: Back off <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever No heard no 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 <laughs> Hey listen. Don't listen to this uh, poor schleb. I'm interested in you. Uh, My lady... Hey, where's that waiter? Let's get this guy out of here. I'm talking to a very nice person, and you're just coming here over here harassing her. You're just harassing her like you own her already? This is not cool.
0: Aren't I allowed to make my own decisions? Let the man finish what he was going to say. Sorry about that, my lady. Have you ever heard of a menage trois? I've talked to a young goblin girl in... She is very interested, as long as you are. It is, after all, Thiermin Nuresh, the day of love. Why not try something new? Uh, she's going to roll to see if she's interested, unless you can convince her otherwise, Bulldog. Hey,
6: listen, this guy might have some fancy menage a trois with a a goblin curl, but what he doesn't have is two tickets... To the, next goblet, to the next Kraken match. And I'm not talking about the Seattle Kraken. I'm talking about the <laughs> Kraken wrestling match this Thursday. It's the biggest show, and I'm a, a little bit of a talk show host on the new Sastagarian station. It's the sports sports host. Bulldog Briscoe here. Very important person. No big deal. I'm just saying, I've got connections to, to more than just Kraken tickets. And, uh...
0: You piqued your interest talking about you being a celebrity, so I will give you a chance to roll against him. He rolled a 4, but he has a plus 5 to his charisma, uh, giving him a 9 total. You must now make a charisma check against him.
6: That's
0: a D10. Yeah, D10 add your charisma modifier, but you're going to minus 1 because you guys are at 37 reputation.
6: Oof, there's there's no chance. I got an 8 plus 2 minus 1. I got a 9.
0: So you guys tie. So we're going to roll one more time. Go ahead and give me a roll. So he got an el- 11. Yep. And you got a natural one.
6: Cool. Yes.
0: Cool, cool. Oh, that the menage a trois. It sounds just the way I want to spin my fireman the rest evening. And with that two strikeouts that you have, Bulldog, we go back over to Raz, who is approaching her second date.
6: Well, the, fir- the first one was intentional. I-, I, didn't even, I wasn't even trying with the goblin. That was a long con to get to the. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was just phoning it in. I apologize. It did not work out.
6: Uh, so you struck out with the
0: goblin, Roz. You have the orc, the elf, and you have a female left, who is a half elf, uh, female who looks semi-religious. Mm.
2: Okay, Roz is feeling pretty De- defeated by her loss. She was really confident that she was going to get one on the first try, but she's also emboldened by seeing bulldog strike <laughs> out so severely. So she's going to go up to the, what is that? An orc?
0: You have an orc and an elf left. If you want to go for the males, you have a half elf. If you are trying to go for a female. Okay. All
2: right. She's going to go up, up to the orc. Uh, good dearman Norish to you. Are you here alone?
0: Good Fiermin Nures the to you, my beautiful lady. Yes, I am here alone.
2: Ah, I am too. Do you mind if I join you here at the bar?
0: Of course. Have a seat. Can I buy you a drink?
2: Oh, that'd be lovely.
0: What are you drinking?
2: I'll have a biera.
0: Nice. Ah, a biare, <laughs> yes. I will uh order one for you right now. He quickly orders you a a beer it seems the bartender is taking a second to get it ready he sips on his uh glass of wine in front of you so how can a a beautiful lady such as yourself be alone on such a loving holiday
2: you know i did, i think she she wants to go for the sympathy maybe now she's like you know i did have really big plans but i was stood up can you believe someone would do that to me <laughs>
0: No. Why? Why would someone ever do that to a creature such as graceful as you?
2: Oh, you're you're too kind. I should have had plans with you from the start.
0: Whoa, this is gonna be a great tierrmanuresh for me. I think. <laughs> I
2: think for both of us.
0: When
1: you hit him with the rhino. <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: playing a
0: long game now. <laughs> I did hear you state uh, to that other gentleman you had a rhino at your house.
2: Oh, yeah. Um. Do you like rhinos by chance?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not impartial to the the rhino. It's oh. uh, it's got a quick, quite a big phallic symbol on the front of it. You know,
2: it does. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you're not doing anything, you're you're welcome to to come see my rhino.
6: Bulldog walks by and says, tries to make it just so the guy can hear. I think that's the girl that gave me that rhino sex disease.
1: (laughs) Roll me a
0: charisma check.
1: (laughs) Dirty pool. Uh, Five.
0: (laughs) Five total. Yeesh. He looks at you for a sign of you have a rhino sex disease to try to confirm this. What do you do? You do anything to confirm your rhino STD?
6: Um, I I (laughs) I scratch my like balls, like in a really aggressive, uncomfortable way.
0: He turns back to Raz. You know, something may have
4: just come up.
2: Oh, no, don't let what he said affect us. I, I saw him scratching his balls in the parking lot as well. I think he just goes around and does that.
0: <laughs> Do you know that man? What is what is his deal? Why is he interfering with... He's just the, the local crazy
6: guy. Oh, Roz! It is you! I, I, I swore it was you, sorry. Uh, Don't pay, pay no attention to me. She's a great girl, this one. Uh, I'll, I'll see you later, Roz.
0: Uh, yes, why, why was he trying to interfere? I'm... I'm uncertain of why he would do that to you.
2: I I don't know. My name's not even Raj. <laughs> I don't know who he's talking to. <laughs> he must think I'm someone
0: else. Oh, well that's un for Jew. As he passes out and his head slams against the bar inside of the restaurant, oh, no. you then hear several thuds all around you in the restaurant. Eddie. Daphne, Niles, Frasier, and Martin, you see everyone who is eating inside of the restaurant begin to pass out at their tables. For you, Frasier, since you drink a glass of wine, I'm going to have you roll a d10, And add your strength modifier to it.
1: Hardly touched your soup, Dr. Crane.
3: Uh, Everybody else had the soup too, huh? (laughs) Uh, I rolled a a five, so I've got a strength of two, so that's a seven.
0: And minus one because you talked about netting. (laughs) Technically, if you do lowbrow things like that at a high-end restaurant, uh, yes, people will tend to look down on you for your reputation. It's one of the rules.
1: Our fans expect what he did.
0: Uh, I mean, you guys are at 37 now. If you do more dignified acts, we'll get you back up there. I am ashamed. But a six is exactly what you needed. As everyone passes out in the restaurant, you hear laughing coming from the kitchen area. What, if anything, does anybody want to
1: do? In an attempt to raise her reputation, Daphne starts uh, telling the aristocrats. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm joking. Um... We don't pass out from the gas, or,
5: or is that, we have to roll for that, or?
0: No, so, Fraser was the only one, he drank ancient dragon wine and had some of the soup, so he's the only one who had to roll. As you guys look around, everyone in the restaurant is passed out, except for uh, the party, who did not consume anything, Roz never got her beer, and nobody else got anything to eat or drink except for Frazier.
1: Hello, Niles, is this part of a flash mob? Are we being punked right now, everybody, Hello? Hello?
5: This is crazy. What happened? It's a good
4: thing well, we didn't must eat be our chickens. taking something after my father with his
3: iron stomach.
4: Maybe everyone accidentally overheard Fraser talking to his date and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> good one. Burn, I don't even know if we're close enough that he can hear you, but I wish your brother could hear you.
5: <laughs> good one, tiny Fraser. I, uh, <laughs> I think we should investigate.
0: You hear more laughing, the light from flames coming out in the kitchen.
1: Oh, looks like they need some help in the kitchen. Didn't think I'd be cooking tonight on this holiday, but why would this day be any different?
0: <laughs> I take it all of you are going into the kitchen to investigate?
3: Yeah. What do you think, fellas? Let's, uh, let's turn on the veal. Let's find out what's going on in there. That's not a, in Elvish, that means let's kick some ass.
2: I was just about to get somewhere with that orc.
6: Oh, uh, yeah, hey, Raz. uh, man, that's unfortunate that we can't keep trying to date people, huh?
2: Well, if we're going by who got the farthest, I'd say I won. Given the circumstances. I'm pretty sure he would have
6: Well, that wasn't part of the rules. That's not part of the rules. Sorry. I guess I can keep asking you out on dates the next couple of weeks.
2: You cheated. You interfered with my game.
6: What are you talking about? I, I was I was I was just uh walking by. I didn't say anything what are you talking about? Yeah. Just- Anyways, uh, let's go check out what's going on <laughs> in the kitchen. It seems uh, messed up, huh? We'll revisit this later.
3: <laughs> I would agree. Let's t- let's tiable this for uh, for till later, and uh, we'll
0: sort out what's going
3: sort sort out what's going on in the kitchen.
0: As you guys enter the kitchen, you see a chef at the stove inside of the kitchen with flames shooting out of the stove. So you see an oven, and as the the oven is, is sitting there with the chef in front of it. It's shooting flames from all around it, off the burners and top and out of the front of the oven. Feed me. i need more souls. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. And the chef begins to back away. You can tell he's bleeding heavily from all over his body. I cannot cook anymore. I've given all the souls that I can give. As he collapses to the floor, the oven turns towards the only living creatures inside of the kitchen, and we are going to roll for initiative.
1: So that's the secret ingredient for the soup, souls. Everyone go ahead and roll me a d10
0: and we'll figure out what the order of this combat is. If somebody says to try the gray stuff,
3: don't. It's not delicious.
0: So, Martin with an eight. Uh, Fraser, what'd you get?
4: I rolled a three. Uh, Roz? A two. A bulldog?
1: Four. Daphne rolled a seven.
4: And Niles got a two.
0: Roz, you have a higher dexterity, so you will go before Niles. Martin, you see this oven turn towards you. Give me your souls. Feed me your souls. I crave it now. As he burst forth with fire all over the entire potty, party, causing... Oh, boy. Causing 13 damage to everyone in the room as you guys are covered in flames from the fire of the oven. Martin, it is now your turn.
5: Holy cow! Look at this crazy oven! Well, I don't think it's law-abiding. No point in flashing the badge at this oven. Ah. Uh, Looks like we're pretty hurt here, guys. I'm going to have to use my new ability.
3: Your new ability, Dad?
5: I draw forth the power of the punk kid that shot me in my hip. <laughs> and the inner peace that I gained from eating him last episode. Uh, I summon my inner light to do 3k3 healing to my party members.
0: So roll 3d10 and describe to me what it looks like as you heal everybody.
5: Okay, um... 14. So, is that 14 healing for everyone?
0: Yes, everyone is healed back up to full just as quickly as this wave of flames went over you guys. You are healed back up by... Basically,
5: if I could flavor it, I... I want my my hip to start whistling really loud, and the whistle to just <laughs> gain in momentum, and like this ghostly wind flows from the wound in my hip and whips around the room in a in a healing whirlwind of of, of ghostly uh, cosmic punk energy. It's like Ennio Morricone.
7: It's like uh,
3: <laughs> it's like the the panpipe from friggin' like the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and we're all like healed back up. Exactly.
1: Martin, I had no idea you were an artist.
0: Uh, Daphne, you are up now. The stove is in front of you. All of your party appears to be healed up. The flames kind of just singeing their outfits now.
1: Well, uh, the problem with this oven, it just hasn't had a proper British cleaning. Uh, I'm going to go full on Mary Poppins on this oven, I will. And I'm going to use my bone crack ability, but uh, can we flavor it in that like I, um really get in there and like brush out the inside of the stove i like uh, t- take off the burners
0: yeah you're able to find a grill cleaning brush uh to the side of the stove and you just get right in there you force open its mouth and you just begin grinding that grill cleaning brush on the inside taking out you see it begin to cough up blood from its mouth as you do 15 points of damage
1: oh hush. Quit your moaning. Uh, the problem is you've got plenty of evil gunked up around the burners right here. <laughs> Let me scrub that off right here. Roll that, and I rolled a 15 damage.
0: Yes, he takes 15 points of damage and begins to cough out soot and blood. Not blood, but a, a, a black icker all over the ground. Uh, next up is Bulldog.
6: Okay, uh, looking at my skills, it looks like... I'm, okay, I'm going to have to ask you about the bark, which... <laughs> Someone's a dozen a dozen bulldogs to your bidding for one encounter. <laughs>
1: Look out, Eddie! <laughs> nice. Eddie's <laughs> intimidated.
6: Honestly, I'm worried about feeding this guy souls, so I'm gonna back off of that one for a minute.
7: Um,
6: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, go back to my f- number one skill once per encounter: headbutt target for 4k 2. Well, I guess it's a stove. It's 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 locked in place. I can't knock him backwards, but 4k 2 headbutt.
0: No, you, you can knock him back still. He's uh, kind of anim- animated and moving around. So go ahead and roll 4d10 and keep the two highest.
6: That is a 5 and a 4. That's nice, 9 damage from uh, headbutt from Bulldog.
0: Next up is Frazier
6: You know what? Go. I got a headbutt for you, you head!
0: Sick. (laughs) Nice, Frazier. I'll be eating your soul soon enough. Uh, Next up is Frasier. Frasier is fascinated by the
3: animus and anima of this uh, previously inanimate object. He dodges a a gout of flame and uh, is going to try and psychoanalyze uh, this monster. (laughs) Uh, He's like... What's driving you to to devour souls? Is it is it the fact that you use souls to, to heat the food that you uh, that you make for others? Is it uh, that you're sustaining others with your constant diet of souls? Are you possessed? Are you trying to uh, find the uh, a nice you know I don't know dishwasher to settle down with? Perhaps I'm not exactly sure what it is <laughs> you're looking. at. <laughs>
6: And, and, and not like a mechanical dishwasher like Norm, the guy that comes in and washes dishes.
3: Don't don't say that word to me. Uh, don't say that name. We don't mention the Norm. I crave souls because I'm hungry. I need more.
7: I want more. I desire more.
3: Well, I mean, that's fine, but why don't you just have a nice slice of veal if you're hungry? Oh,
7: I've eaten all the souls of the young... Cows. I'm done with that. I crave human souls and human flesh.
3: Eddie and I knew this place was no good. It has seven dragon's tongues, Dad. It's meant to be really, really Yes, <laughs> and a
5: genuine veal-eating
2: demon oven. Do you think Arby's has this going on?
1: <laughs> well, Arby's probably does. There's a ghoul problem going on at Arby's right now. <laughs>
0: Frasier, do you do anything to attack this oven uh yes I'm going
3: to well at the moment I Frars doesn't have any weapons per se try
5: nagging him Frasier!
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm gonna use is Rachel watching the uh, Rachel I believe is
0: out is that correct uh, she is passed out at the table
3: uh, he he pops open his umbrella to sort of shield himself from the flames and uh... Sort of inches closer, you know, uh, shielding himself from the heat. Undoubtedly, you uh, in your early career as a uh, perhaps a uh, humble toaster, you were at, you had a a, a a complex. I think that you probably just created a galvanic skin response, and probably have a uh, a need to be uh, loved by your uh, by your creator. Tell me, tell me a little about a bit about your mom. Tell me a little bit about going and fucking yourself. <laughs> well, see, that's what I think. That stove better lose some reputation. I'm st- I still think you have something for your mom. Just saying. Somebody projecting this much anima upon our uh, humble party
0: here definitely has uh, unbridled edible issues. Go ahead and roll me a charisma check to try to get him to break down about his mother. Five.
1: My mother was a smoker. It was a slow smoker.
3: oh a smoker i got you yeah yeah, okay good that
5: was a
4: slow
6: burn (laughs) a slow burn like a slow smoker yeah let it
5: simmer
3: okay so that would be a 12 (laughs) yes that i rolled a seven plus five that's a 12. (laughs) Damn it, Niles, you've...
5: Something, something, Foreman Grill. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> smells like bacon. Yes, my mother
5: was a grill at Fantasy McDonald's.
3: I see. Nice
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ronald's, yes. She didn't even get to charbroil the meat.
3: <laughs> Sizzling away day after day.
0: She couldn't even work at Fantasy Burger King and flame kiss the meat.
3: <laughs> she just, no open flame at all. Just just a magical current going through that thin metal pan. Tell me, does that make you feel like less of an appliance? <sighs> I'm not an appliance.
7: I am a demon. I am a demon.
0: You can see he's kind of crying. Do you do anything to, to finish off your mental assault? <laughs> it's not your fault. There's only one it's thing. It's
5: working, Fraser. He's almost ready to date you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Dad, stay out of this. I've got him on the ropes. And with that, he uh, there's the the corners of the room turn dim, the bulbs flicker uh, on and off, uh, shadows lengthen. Fraser lifts his feet, lift its, uh off the ground with an electric crackle. His arms are spread wide. Uh, his mullet spreads into this uh, magnificent aura of golden uh, light. And uh, his his forehead shines with uh, the inimitable logic contained within. You can actually see the gears of his brains rocking and turning and twisting. As uh, and his eyes are turned completely white. Uh, address the uh, the uh, the uh, possessed oven. I hereby say that your shadow has completely repressed and suppressed and disowned qualities of your conscious self. You cannot deal with the reality of this shadow. You have denied it. You've projected it in the flames that you are spewing at the hard-working human elves and other assorted beings that are uh, currently slaving away at the delicacies that they cook in uh, in your gullet. Your only choice is to integrate the, the uh, desire to consume human souls and transmutate that desire into something positive. And for example, instead of eating souls for food, I hereby say you can eat regular food. Just not veal. Just food. Just not veal. Don't eat veal because that's babies, and that's not good.
7: I eat because I'm sad, and I'm sad because I eat... <laughs>
3: the vicious cycle has consumed you now you have to re- return to the uh, to the, the quiet of your prepossessed self return to the creation of delicious uh, delicacies of uh, lasagna and uh, delicious uh, <laughs> elven uh, pastries like doughnuts and um, Maybe even skiramble the egg yeegs. Wait a minute—they've
5: got donuts here,
3: Dad. Don't interrupt me while I'm while I'm working. The
5: retired police
6: officer of would love some donuts. Before it gets too far away, fans, someone artistic, please, please make fan art of Frazier with his—of
3: psychic Frazier,
6: his <laughs> golden mullet halo, and his. His shiny forehead. What What Caleb just described, please fan art that.
3: <laughs> if nobody does it, I definitely would do Psychic Fraser.
6: Please, please, please. So you do Psychic Fraser
0: With that analysis, you... All right, so I need to roll Intelligence. Uh, roll three, keep two. No, you don't even need to roll. Uh, oh, okay, with, with that crippling psychoanalysis... You are going to do max damage, and for one round, your entire party will do max damage. So you roll three d10, keep the highest two. So that's twenty damage, plus your intelligence modifier, which is five, plus the everyone gets plus three to damage. So you do twenty-eight damage with that mental attack, and give your entire party advantage or max
1: damage on all their attacks. I think we learned all learned something about ourselves. I
0: hereby
3: consign you to lowly appliance. May you quiet your days with the knowledge that, you're, that your uh, background truly messed you up.
0: Uh, he just sits there crying in the middle of the battle arena. Next up is Roz. Like steam comes out of Frazier's eyeballs.
3: Finish him, <laughs> demean his masculinity, destroy him, Roz.
2: Thanks, Frasier. It's the first time your analysis has ever actually helped anyone. So, okay, Roz- Fraser
3: immediately, like, f- hits the ground like a deflated balloon. That's, uh, <laughs> not what he wanted to hear on fiang f- f- on whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, okay, Roz is gonna summon Noel.
6: Thearam Noresh. Hello, my lady.
0: Uh, what can I do for you today?
1: Um, oh, no. Go feed your soul to the oven.
0: <laughs> yeah, should
2: he sacrifice
0: himself? No. <laughs> Just needlessly. In he... you go. <laughs> I don't think that'll help.
2: Uh, Noel, I want you to get a fireman's hose and, and blast this guy while he's feeling down. Just keep on blasting.
0: <laughs> Noel the Noel at your service, my lady. He quickly runs to the back of the restaurant. Somehow has a fire hose with him, hooks it up to a hydrant and comes running in. He will spray the fire hose at the... I'll actually give him an extra D10 of damage. He's going to do max anyway, so he'll do 20 damage as he blasts the back of the oven with the fire hose and continues moving around to the front trying to put out all the flames. So 20 more damage to him.
1: Uh, with that, call it Sumner Knoll. Fire marshal has a fire hose in every restaurant.
4: With that, Niles, you are up. Is this a gas stove by any chance? Like, is is it hooked up to some kind of utility line? Uh, it seems like it
0: uh, used to be, but is since detached from the wall. Uh, no gas appears to be coming from uh, from the the wall where it detached from. At the moment, seems it safely turned that off before it detached, and it's just in the middle. It has the hose behind it, though, the line, the gas line.
4: I'm gonna use uh, Baby, Niles' pet cockatoo, to to do the fighting for me.
0: Uh, Go ahead, and, uh, well, you can't roll a one, so for the first time ever, uh, Baby does not come out and attack you. Baby goes and (laughs) (laughs) begins... Fighting this oven and pecking it, denting the sides of it, denting the top, avoiding the burners as they gas up, causing uh, 10 damage to it. I don't blame you, Niles. Uh, babies, peckers, much bigger. Uh, the oven is looking very messed up as it turns. And in it, on its turn, it's going to go for the thing causing it the most pain and trauma right now, which is Null. <laughs> Roz, roll me a d10 and guess high or low to see what happens to Noel. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, God.
2: No, no, Noel.
0: no. not the Noel. No. No,
2: <laughs> Um, I'm going to say hi.
0: Hi. You are correct. Noel is able to quickly dodge out of the way as the oven leaps forward and tries to consume him. It does grab a hold of the hose and rips it out of Noel's hand, so Noel no longer has that, and then it's going to activate its burners, now that it's no longer being sprayed with water, and do another 11 damage to the entire party, as you all are consumed in flames again. Ah! With that, Martin, you are back up.
7: Oh, man.
5: Uh, I'm not sure if an oven has a head, but uh, I say... It's a good thing I always bring my pistol to fine dining restaurants. And I pull out my revolver (laughs) and I try to do the headshot to shoot this oven. It's a demon head.
6: I feel like the oven is an entire, like, it's just a head. It's all head, right? (laughs) It's all head, right? That's the way I envision
1: it. (laughs) Martin smuggles Eddie into restaurants. I think the gun is the, you know, that's just to be expected at that point.
5: (laughs) Actually, Eddie was holding the gun the whole time.
3: Yeah, Martin <laughs> reaches into the bag. Eddie hands him the gun.
5: Eddie, the gun.
2: <laughs> Down, Eddie. Thank you. He's just chewing on it like a bone. <laughs> That's a good boy.
3: Eddie, like, pops a fast loader clip into it. It, like, spins the barrel, hands it up to uh, Martin.
5: And I point that pistol straight at this oven, and I, uh... I don't know, it says 3K2. I'm not sure what that means uh, as far as rolling.
0: So you're, you're doing max damage... So you roll three, keep two, but um, because of what Frazier analysis did, everyone's rolling max damage, so automatically does 20 damage plus three. Plus three. Yep, so 23 damage, and Noel's attack did another three damage. I believe that was, or sorry, Baby's attack did another three damage, and Noel's attack does another three damage. So he's he's looking very fucked up um, after being shot directly through the glass where you look into the oven and then straight out the back. It's a through and through wound, and you can see more black icker began leaking from this oven. Die,
1: demon oven! Good luck getting an even cook like that, Daphne. You are up because Niles. Uh, she views her even subconsciously. Whether she, whether she's just more attracted to Niles or she views him as more fragile. Uh, she's going to see that Niles is burned and she's going to rush to his aid. Dr. Crane, here, let me massage that out. I'm sure that's just what we learned was the cure for a third degree burn in massage school was more massage. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just take my hands and get them in that wound and massage the pain out of that muscle. <laughs> massage,
6: massage. Massage. The flame out. Flames. Yep. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm gonna roll three d ten. That's exactly going. what
3: it says on the the back of the restaurant here. Stop, drop, and rub. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I know, as a redhead, every time I get a sunburn, all, the only thing I want is a massage. <laughs>
1: That's it. (laughs) I rolled a 10, so go ahead and heal yourself for 10 points of damage. In fact, look how the third degree burns. You laugh, Dr. Crane, but look how the wounds are closing up. In fact, I'm massaging so well, I probably didn't even notice your erection.
4: (laughs) It, you know, Daphne, I suffered some rather severe burns on my upper thigh. Oh,
1: goodness, you're right. Let me get to work on that.
4: <clears throat> I'll just uh, stand over here.
1: <laughs> just
0: because it's canon, uh, <laughs> Niles, roll me a D10 and call higher
4: low. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cream check. Uh, low. <laughs> oh, no. Remember your training,
3: Niles. <laughs> Remember fourth year. Close your eyes and think of cricket, Niles. Remember our time at Harvard. Think of Quidditch, Niles. Close your eyes and think of Harvard.
0: Uh, Niles, since we're already on the nutting train, uh, you have another accident as (laughs) Daphne (laughs) starts rubbing your your inner thighs. Another one? Yes, you you had one in, in the first episode. You had an accident.
4: I thought I had one earlier this episode somehow. Did you?
3: You're a disgrace to our noble institution, Niles.
0: <laughs> uh, Daphne, that'll end your turn. Uh, soothing, <laughs> Niles. Bulldog, you are up.
6: I'm. I'm sorry. I'm distracted by the nutting train. <laughs> God. No. Uh, wow. Okay.
1: Uh. Yep. Niles is the only one who's having a good Valentine's Day. Fuck all of you. <laughs> yeah now, <laughs>
6: I need to know what are the bulldogs i i I summon
0: uh you decided not to summon them because you didn't want to feed the stove twelve dog souls you <laughs> headbutted it last turn
6: yeah I was I was worried about it, but I can't let it go i can uh I can summon a dozen bulldogs. what do those bu- what out that what do, what are the bulldogs? Well, they definitely they
5: uh, are going to ruin the repetition of this restaurant.
0: Exactly. As you summon the bulldogs, they will do your bidding. Whatever you want them to do, they'll do, and I will assign damage appropriately.
6: Okay, because there's just, like, there's a dozen of them. He's going like to assign damage. Each
5: jump into the open mouth of the oven. <laughs>
6: exactly. And you go <laughs> blow it
3: up from the inside.
6: Go dogs, go More dogs.
2: I'm picturing like a dog show agility test into
5: them. <laughs> You want souls? Choke on these souls.
6: Okay, this is it. Bulldog uses the bark. Once per episode...
0: Once per episode, you can summon a dozen bulldogs to do your bidding for one encounter. It says
6: bark bark several times summoning a dozen bulldogs to do my bidding. So, uh... Let's hear it.
0: So you ow, begin barking. Ow, 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 ow,
6: ow, ow. There we go. That's enough.
5: That's several. That's... Eddie starts to join in, too. Down, Eddie, down.
0: A dozen bulldogs show up, and what would you like them to do?
6: I want all 12 bulldogs to pee <laughs> in the mouth Gross. of this oven. It's kind of like Roz's hose attack, but it's 12 smaller hoses. Gross.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I want to talk to Bulldog about uh, <laughs> uh, uh about his mother for one for one thing i did not expect this with the summons <laughs> i did not Hi
0: there. As all the dogs line up and urinate into the oven's mouth uh, through the broken glass uh, front that Martin had shot out. uh, Just then the famous food critic
5: shows up to review the restaurant, walking into the kitchen and seeing a dozen dogs peeing into the oven.
1: What's the secret for this California
0: pizza kitchen? I did not... See this coming. <laughs> the stove begins coughing, and in, it appears that it loses its flame jet ability, uh, so it can no longer damage the entire party. Good pee.
6: <laughs> Next up is Fraser. It's a weird sentence. Well, thank goodness. <laughs> That's good pee.
5: Fraser, now you pee on him.
1: I just go to Arby. Nut.
5: not
3: see that coming. <laughs> uh, Fraser th- tosses aside his ruined, uh, ruined umbrella. Uh, and uh, lowers uh, himself onto his haunches and uh, cocks an ear towards the towards the oven. Says, "I'm listening," attempting to uh, get the oven to open up about its own inadequacies and uh, its own neuroses. By which uh, you know he's trying to figure out the craving for human souls is just a uh, just the product of a buildup of uh, psychological defenses. That the oven has built up over years of being uh, used as a slave in this kitchen, uh, being neglected by its mom, which was uh, obviously a toaster, and um, yeah, you know, that it probably dreams of uh, becoming a—I don't know—but uh, what happened in *The Beauty and the Beast*? You know, probably uh, dating a nice uh, feather duster or something or becoming one who knows. Anyway, uh so he does I'm listening, lowering the uh, target's next roll by uh oh by uh, by 10.
0: And yes. uh next time and the next target they
3: fo- they focus is uh is is
0: on me. And Fraser will take the next attack that is lowered. Sounds good. Uh, as the, the oven goes You heard about my mother. Wait till I tell you about my father. (laughs) And Roz, you are up next.
2: Although she was trying to save it for for her sex play. (laughs) She's going to summon the rhinoceros or turn into the rhinoceros.
1: Summon the Rhino Roz. I love how you got a gun and you turned it into a sex toy. <laughs> Aren't all
0: guns sex toys? Uh, yes, you you turn into the Rhino. What are you doing?
5: A dozen dogs, a Rhino. It's gonna be good.
0: <laughs> I
2: can. I have two actions.
5: Can the Rhino pee in its mouth?
7: Yes.
3: Yes.
2: So the its horn is a gun, correct? Correct. Okay. I will. Can I shoot at it with a gun and then charge at it through it?
0: Yeah, you can charge at it and then shoot. So, Or you can shoot and then charge, whatever you want to do. If you want to get point blank or if you want to shoot from a distance, it's up to you.
2: I guess shoot point blank, so I guess sh- charge and then shoot.
0: Right, uh, you guys are no longer doing maximum damage because it is back to Fraser's turn. Uh, so roll 2d10 for the charge, and if you want to shoot it, roll 3d10 and keep the highest one. Now, uh, R- Frazier's turn. We've done a full round. You run and slam this oven into the wall, doing 12 points of damage, plus, uh, 3 from Frazier's ability for 15. Uh, go ahead, and then you shoot it. 18. Uh, so no, it's 3d10, you keep the highest one, so you, the highest one you rolled is a 9. Plus three for 12 points of damage. The bullet from your rhino horn explodes into it, sending shards of steel and uh, porcelain lining all over the place. Niles, this thing is looking on death's door. Uh,
4: What do you do? Can I try to regain my dignity by charging in with my uh, fencing foil? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you may. (laughs)
3: Suddenly, Fraser's overcome with uh, a sense of brotherly affection and protection.
0: Niles, uh, be careful in there. Niles, uh, you, for your fencing foil, do 3d10 damage. Keep the highest 2. So roll 3d10? Yes, and you'll keep the highest 2.
4: 10 and 10. Two critical hits.
0: Even though a fencing foil is a stabbing weapon, somehow you turn it into a slashing weapon and slice this oven in half. As this black ichor, ichor <laughs> falls out of it, flames begin to shoot violently from the back. These flames shoot up in an arcing pattern and as they do, they land into the blade of your fencing foil. You now have the ability to cast the flame fence from out of your fencing foil, doing 3d10 worth of damage to everyone near you.
1: Did Nile just do an omni-slash?
0: He
3: just, he totally did. He destroyed him like a skinny, balding Voldron. It was amazing.
5: <laughs> Way to go, little fresh.
4: <laughs> Can I try to strike a heroic pose with uh, one, one leg up on the, the runes of the uh, stove, but a mysterious wet spot in the crotch of the trousers? <laughs>
1: <laughs> on, Baby lands on his shoulder.
4: Congratulations, Niles. You almost turned the power
0: of self-respect. Almost. almost.
6: Niall, seriously, that looked like fucking anime shit where you, like, whiffed your sword and, like, the wind from it cut the thing in half. That was crazy.
1: That was one of the most brave things I've ever seen.
4: Well, I was captain of the fencing team at Yale. I hope it was Yale. I I looked it up again. (laughs) As the
0: party saves the day, uh, everyone begins to wake back up, earning the party 15 reputation. We'll see if we lose that when the episode comes out and we go through all the errors, but for now you have <laughs> plus 15 reputation.
1: Bringing the party. Niles, I bet Maris regrets missing tonight.
6: I got uh, t- 12 sweet, sweet pit bulls just hanging out now. <laughs> who, wants, who wants a little bit of love? They're the sweetest dogs ever, aren't they? Just give them a little snuggle. They're not house
1: trained. They'll pee indoors, I'll tell you that. Well, they're oven trained.
4: <laughs> so, so wait—killing ki- a demonic stove and, and saving a whole restaurant gained us fifteen reputation. Fraser saying the wrong school <laughs> cost us fourteen.
6: Just, just ten. Okay. I don't think you realize just how 10. important
1: Harvard is. Really. Yeah, yeah. 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 Clearly. Clearly.
2: Minus ten for questioning that.
0: <laughs> Stating that he went to a crap school like Princeton. So with that, everyone wakes back up.
5: Boy, I'm hungry. Anybody want to go to Barbie's? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got some of that soup in <laughs> a to-go cup. If you want some, Martin.
5: <laughs> yeah,
1: Fraser,
0: you go back over to your table, and Rachel is waking back up. So is the rest of the party, or uh, the rest of the people in the restaurant. Awaken, my sweet sleeping beauty.
1: The oven smells like pee, not because of us. It was evil and it had to be peed on.
3: It, it absolutely did. Uh, it was uh, a demonic presence in the kitchen. Uh, it was probably uh, why uh, this place was uh, either so good or uh, probably one of the reasons why it only earned seven dragon tongues instead of eight. But regardless, uh, Rachel, uh, you are uh, you are safe now. Thanks to the powers of uh, the Negging. Uh, of my uh, my stalwart brother. No, <laughs> thanks to the powers of negative persuasion. Yes,
7: <laughs> uh, I
3: I have to thank uh, Doctor Jung for that. Although he he is kind of an asshole, and I'm starting to think that uh, following his his basic tenets might uh, might not be the best thing for me personally since uh, it uh, nearly cost me my date with you this evening so i will um, i'll try and stop being such a toxic butthole from this point forward well i can't wait to see that on our next date my toxic butthole that's a ti- that's an entirely different monster that we fight <laughs> uh, and there you go
0: again taking away that charm <laughs> uh,
3: well, out of the entire cast of cheers, I was the only one to earn one point for, uh, for,
0: like, uh, likability. So, that's, uh, that's my <laughs> burden to bear, I guess. Lilith? Well, I'm still hungry. What do you say about we go get some Arby's and then, uh, go get some dessert?
3: <laughs> Horsey sauce is on Niles. <laughs> no, I mean I mean not literal. I mean although the stain on him. No, that's not literal. I was trying to be uh funny
0: and oh dear, I'm so sorry Niles. And as we zoom out and watch the party begin walking down the street towards Arby's, that is where we will end our episode. Thank God.
2: That was fun. His <laughs>
3: <laughs> is
0: Ross
2: still a rhino right now? <laughs>
0: I hope so. No, Roz, Roz reverted back after the battle. She can change whenever she wants. So the most beautiful redheaded uh, rhino ever.
6: Then if you can change whenever you want to, the question is, are you still a rhino, Roz?
2: Oh, yeah. She stayed rhino, yeah. found the orc that woke up, grunted at him, and then...
1: What if the uh, the first orc... The, he jumped on. The first guy, the guy, who the Goliath, who wasn't into... Uh, the rhino place sees you as a rhino is like damn I blew it <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> shoulda coulda
4: woulda so does that mean she won the bet I would say neither of them
0: won the bet at this point um, oh, well. based on what happened
4: well I think we all learned
3: something this episode
6: That that means Bulldog gets to ask you out every day for the next couple weeks including the rest of time ever that's but she also doesn't have <laughs> to go on a date with him, so... Yeah, but you didn't get a two-week reprieve from being asked no, out,
2: Yeah, so... We both lost and won. So sorry, Roz.
6: Well, happy Valentine's Day, everybody.
5: Or in Elvish, as... How do they say that in Elvish?
3: Thierm
0: Nuresh. Happy yes. David Thank Noresh. you all for joining me for this spe- Valentine's Day special. I appreciate you guys playing. You guys were hilarious. With that, we'll get into the plugs... Damien Mercado, where can people find you?
1: You can find me at awful D and D or at dungeon Mercado tweet at me, say how much I like the show, uh, recommend us to a friend. Oh, and if you're looking for another podcast, check out, check out science faction. It's a comedy science podcast. If you like the humor of this show, but like learning about science as well, it's right up your alley.
0: Jesse Egan, where can people find you?
5: Uh, you can find me at Jesse Egan comedy on all social media. And check out my comedy special on drybarcomedy.com. It's called That's the Spirit.
4: Thanks for a great one, Joe.
0: No problem. Thank you for playing. John Groobs, where can people
4: find you? Uh, That's Groobsbros at uh, Instagram and pretty much nowhere else. (laughs) Clint Beischer, where can people find you?
6: You can find me by looking up C L I N T B E I S H I R on most social medias. I'm on Google. You can Google me a little bit too. It's fun. Uh, and uh, you can also find me taking care of 12 pit bulls now uh, since I summoned them. It's a bit of a handful. If you, if you can offer some tips, I got 12 dogs now.
0: Very nice. Lauren, where can people find you?
2: Um you can find me at awful D and d uh, and the husband will let me know
0: <laughs> Wow feels feels good to hear now. Uh, and you can find me your I don't know your Frasier master what what would be a good name for <laughs> Dungeon Fraser?
2: Corkmaster, I like that.
0: Your, your Frasier daddy? You can find your Frasier daddy on Twitter at HotCop69, the hottest cop at the 69th precinct. <laughs> Dear God. Thank you all for joining me. And last but not least, uh, Caleb Cleveland, where can people find you? You can find
3: me at Caleb's Drawing on all your friendly neighborhood social medias.
0: And with that, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Hell, Hell Fraser. Hell, we'll see you all next time. Thanks, man. That was
5: fun, Joe.
6: everybody, this is Bulldog Briscoe here, ruff, ruff, ruff. here to give a very special Valentine's Day shout out to some of my favorite people in the world. What can I say? You keep my heart full of love, and I appreciate you. I don't really know where to start, so in no particular order. Harrison Gabe, you're one of the top 12 Bulldogs on the planet, I love you so much. You're the newest of my 12 Bulldogs, and I'm so happy to add you to our family. You kind of remind me of another one of my very good boys. AJ Kurosaki, come here. Such a good boy. Thank you, baby. Three cobolds in a trench coat along with Lindsay Taylor and Lynette DeBell. You're some of the best groomers I've ever seen. You keep my beautiful babies in tip-top shape year-round, and I thank you. You're all so wonderful. Matthew R., Rick Turpin, and Malleus Varmintum. Boy, oh boy, I've never seen dog walkers like you. The way the three of you juggle all 12 of their leashes, never letting them get tangled up, is, is just amazing, and it's art form. Thank you so much for everything you do for my babies. Jessica Oldbeer, you're another very good dog, aren't you? So- oh, get, get, get under the chin. Yes, yeah, you're such a good doggy, Christopher Skelton, who's my wiggle worm? It's you, Natasha your grain. You're such a good cuddle puddle. I love you, good girl. Oh, and here comes some competition for best snuggler. Chance Deason, yes, you're a very good snuggler, too. Yes, you are. And, of course, I have to thank Fred Milano, Cody Martinez, and Rob Wagner. You veterinarians are just some of the best. You keep my puppies in good health. You caught that heart murmur that Rebecca threw had the other day. You got her on the right medicine, and now she's back to 100%. I cannot thank you enough. And, oh, man, torso full of bees. Thank you for being my, my 12 babies' favorite toy. They just... They just roll you around and get stung on the nose by the bees inside your torso. Yeah, they, 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 lo- they love it. It's a fun game. Thank you so much, Torso Full of Bees. Dwayne Donovan—he's the—he loves it the most. That's such a good dog. Oh, I love my Dwayne Donovan. Oh, thanks for the nuzzles, Anthony Silva. Thank you for running the best dog on doggy daycare in all of Sastagaria. You have so many activities for the little babies. You keep them busy. You keep them entertained. When I get them back, they got huge smiles on their faces. Thank you. Jay Baker, you're such a good dietitian. Ever since I got your services, my dog's coats are just gleaming. They're beautiful. Thank you so much. Hector Angulo, Quezon Escobedo, and last but not least... Chris Waltrip, you three dogs are so beautiful. All three of you, you're also some of my 12 top favorite dogs ever to exist. I love you so much. You're such good babies. I'm so happy you're all in my life. Thank you one more time to my 12 beautiful babies and everyone that keeps them the happy, healthy, exuberant fur babies they are.